Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Amy, welcome. And we welcome your husband, too. Thank you, Alan. Good to be here. Let's go. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. I titled uh, this uh, message, Mom's Full of Compassion. Mom's Full of Compassion. Sometimes I just get something from God and I think, okay, where's this going? How am I going to develop this? But he does help me. Um, I usually don't tell jokes, but <laughs> except when I'm picking on Pastor Al or my wife. But uh, I found this, and I want to read it to you. It says, a small boy he sent to bed by his mother. Five minutes later, he calls out to his mother, Mom! His mom says, What? I'm thirsty. Can you bring me a glass of water? No. You had your chance. Lights out. He was quiet for another five minutes. Then he called out to mom again. Mom! And his mom, what? I'm thirsty. Can I have a glass of water, please? I told you no. If you ask again, I'll have to spank you. He thought it through. Five minutes later, he calls out, Mom! Mom says, What? He says, When you come to spank me, will you get me a glass of water? How's that for compassion? Mom's full of compassion. Let every Christian mom, or let it be said of every Christian mom, that she's full of compassion. Compassion is the force within a human being that has the power and the will to make, it, make things right for another human being. Compassion and mercy are synonymous in the scriptures. So you can use the word compassion, or Jesus had mercy, or Jesus had compassion. They are the same. They are synonymous in scriptures. And that's what God has. Compassion for us. That's what drove God to become a man. That's what drove God to take on human flesh. To come and to live among us. That strong 
feeling of compassion to make things right for us. That's what brought him here. You know, I read in Luke chapter 1, and it tells us our condition, the way God saw us, and what drove him to come to us. He says in Luke chapter 1, verse 78, and 79, he says, through the tender mercy, that's through tender compassion of God, of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. The day spring from on high, it was his compassion, his tender mercy, call it tender compassion, that made him to leave heaven, the day spring of heaven, to come down to visit with us and to live with us for 33 years, living among human beings, to make right our situations. And in verse 79, it says, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. Every human being was sitting in darkness and in the shadow of death. If you don't understand it, David said in Psalm 23, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he was just walking through. The whole of mankind was sitting in darkness. And in the valley of death, the shadow of death, he came to give us light to guide our feet. Into the way of peace. That was compassion. That was God's compassion to us. To make things right for us. If you're here this morning. And you have not made that step towards God. You are still sitting in the shadow of death. And that's not a good place. And God's had compassion for you. And has sent his son to us to the world. For God so loved the world. That he gave. His only begotten Son, that whoever, if you're willing this morning, He will shine light on your path so you can walk out from the shadow of death and come into light. That's God's compassion. Whenever Jesus saw the multitudes, He says that in, in uh, Matthew 14, whenever Jesus saw the multitude, He had compassion for them. And when He feels that compassion, that's how He came. He came with compassion. Tender mercies. And when that's manifested in him, he heals everyone. Everyone is healed in the multitude. And I want to let you know today, God's compassion is upon your life. As God is looking down on you right now. And you, you feel like things are so tough for me. I can't make it. God, well, you got in his attention. Every one of the people in that, in that multitude got his attention. He healed every single one of them. That's God's compassion. But it's an amazing thing that God compares his compassion with the compassion a woman, a mother has for his family. He compares his own compassion for the compassion a woman should have and does have for her family and for her children. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. God's is deposited in every woman that divine attribute of his for a woman to have that and that's what builds 
Jesus said in Psalm 40, uh, Isaiah 49, verse 15, he says, Can a woman forget a nursing child and not have compassion on the son of a womb? The son of a womb. Always a woman can have compassion for that. God said this because it seems this is not right. It, it, it shouldn't happen. A woman cannot forget the child that came from a womb. It's not possible. And God says, surely, they may, a woman may set that attribute aside, and we've seen that in the world, where a woman doesn't really care, and you wonder, how can she be a mother? Why is she doing this to her own children? Everyone is amazed. Why can you sit in the home and watch the children go through this? And you are a mother. If you are caught, the judge is already angry. You are a mother, you let your, your, this happen to your daughter and you know about it and did nothing about it. They get upset. We don't expect that. God said, surely they may. It's possible. They will forget. Yet I will not forget you. But that's God's part. But a woman can retain that, that divine attribute, and really make it work for her home, for her children, for, to build a house. But you can decide to let it go and cause a problem for your home. Some, uh, uh, Proverbs 14 verse 1, it said, to tell you this, the woman is the glue that holds the family together. The mother is the glue. Sometimes fathers just bolt away. Nuts. They just leave. But if you have a mother that is attentive and she's full of compassion, the children still make it. I watch on television every time these athletes that are doing so well. Hi, mom. And I'm wondering, where's the dad? They're all saying, hi, mom. Hi, mom. I think it was Michael Jordan alone, as far as, far as I know, that actually he, his daddy was there. He was very close because the daddy stood with the mother. But generally, even without the man, if the mother has that compassion and glue, the children still make it. So motherhood is a very, it's a, it's a very important thing for the life of mankind. We can't make it without our mothers. A mother has to have a place in the home. She is that foundation in that home. And then when she loses that compassion, that God, the desire to make things right for our home, when she loses that, the home's coming down. Because to let that go is foolishness. And women do let it go. But if you stay with it, guess what? The home will be together. Everybody's going to make it in the home. The children will do well. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 14 verse 1, the wise woman builds a house. We're not talking about building a building. That's not what we're talking about. It's the home. It, it, this is God's word. It's not my word. This is the way God sees it. 
I would have had, you know, rather have it, the wise man builds a house. That's not the way God sees it. God says it's the, right, the wise woman that builds a home. Is God saying it to put pressure on the woman? No, he says it because he knows what he's placed in the mother. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her own hands. Yes. So if a house comes down, mama is responsible. Behind every successful man is what? It's a woman. And we can also say, behind every failing man, (laughs) but today is Mother's Day. So what we're doing today is to let you know the power God has placed in your hand. Amen? That you can use that power and do something good for your home. It shouldn't be pressure to you because God already puts it there. If you're striving, then it's not by grace. God already placed that in you. The thing is to recognize it and say, God, how do I channel this power that I have to bless my home? Amen? And if you ask, he'll reveal to you. We don't talk to God much, but ask him. If you want the best for your family, ask him, God, how do I channel this power? Even if you don't feel the power is there. Because God placed it there. And you can channel it and your family will be blessed. You won't turn tear down your own home with your own hands. And because of this power that a woman has, that's why the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Because you can't make it on your own, you see. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Because she has the power to build you and the home together. If she's the glue, she can put everything together. Let her have a place in the home. And watch your home prosper. Let the woman have a place in the home. Let her use that power. And see what's going to happen in the home. If she uses it right, everybody's prospering. You, I've heard this thing. I never really understand. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy in the home. Now I fully understand this. <laughs> As I was preparing this message, you know. And I said, okay, now see. If she's not helping me to build, we're in trouble. <laughs> it's over. He who finds a wife, Proverbs 18, verse 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Why? Because it's not, the woman is not a thing, right? That's the person. Why? Because inbuilt in her, he's the ability to make you. That compassion that Jesus had, that same power that transforms things. Whenever he's around, whenever Jesus felt that compassion, things change. He fills the multitudes with bread. Miracles take place. And God says that divine attribute have also placed part of that in a woman. And she can make the home right. Give her a place in the home. And watch what God will do. Amen? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. 
and obtains favor. Because she's going to help him to line up himself so that favor will be poured out from God upon his life. That's what it takes. That's why God says, it is not good for a man to be alone. Notice what he says. I'm going to digress a little bit here. Because as in, in the church, and since the time I got saved, I've seen a lot of stuff in the church. Notice what he says. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Not she who finds a husband finds a good thing. The finding is to be done by the man. Hello? Don't pick up the phone. Let me tell you something. A man only has one gear. Drive. He drives. He's chasing after everything. A woman, she has three. I don't know where this came from, but I got it from the Lord. <laughs> but she has three. Now, when I'm through, I think you will understand. She has three. She has drive. She has neutral. And she can reverse as well. <laughs> if you are chasing, when a man is chasing a woman and she doesn't want him, she puts it in drive and accelerates. And if he, doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to give up, guess what he does? He accelerates as well to catch up with this woman. If she's a little interested, she doesn't accelerate. She pulls back from acceleration and puts it back to neutral and goes slow so maybe she can, he can catch up. He's still driving, you know, to catch up with. But if she's really interested, she puts it in reverse so that he can quickly catch up with her and they can have the hookup. <laughs> this is crazy, right? <laughs> but for the man, he only has one. That's drive. And if she's Coming at him, and he really likes it, he goes slow. So she, but most men don't want to be chased. They don't like it. Mm, I, I'm a man. I, I can, they, just don't, they just don't understand that. Men, you can correct me. They like the part, the, the winning part. I got her. They want to chase, and they run from the chasing. And if, she's, if, you, if, he's, if, you, if you're chasing, then he's, he's running away. If you accelerate, guess what? He will accelerate for it to get away from it. <laughs> Hello. So the best thing is, if he's trying to chase a little bit, for a woman pretend to be running away real fast, he'll come. He's going to accelerate the more to catch up with her. So, is he who finds a wife, I'm kind of using humor here to let you know the way God has designed this. So we go, is he who finds a wife finds a good thing. 
pray if you feel like this person is, uh, this is who I'm interested in. God is showing you. Let God do the work for you and let them come after you. Especially for you, those of you that are not yet married, that's the way to go. Let the man come after you. And there's a story I read about uh, that really reminds me of this. Settles this. We, this is Mother's Day. Please let me talk, okay? <laughs> I was reading from Paul Young Cho's book. We have somebody from South Korea here this morning, so uh, check me out. But there was this uh, uh, lady that she was getting older, very worried. She wanted to get married and couldn't find anybody. And finally, pastor said, good, uh, talk to Paul Young Cho. And she, he said, uh, you want a husband? And uh, she said, yes. He said, what kind of husband do you want? She looked at him like, what? He said, yeah, tell me. You are fat, skinny. Which would tell me what you want? <laughs> you know, what kind of husband do you want? You want him to be skinny, tall, or short, whatever. You tell me. And she started naming everything out. I want you a school teacher, all of that. She had all of that. And uh, then a young man came to church that met all the requirements. And she was older, and she figured the younger girls were prettier than she was, and they were all over him. Uh, this young man came from America, and they were all over him trying to get, and she felt there is no way he won't even look my way. So she stayed away from him. And guess who got his attention? The one that was staying away from him. If he got, all these ones are chasing me. <laughs> that one doesn't want me. I'm going to get her. That's the one that became his wife. It's true. It's true. It's he who finds a wife. How did I get this way? <laughs> I better get back to my message, okay? But God said a man cannot make it without his wife. Notice he who finds a wife. Every woman has the potential of being a wife. But every woman in the home is not a wife. You have to have what it takes to really be a wife. And the woman should be given a place. If she's constantly tearing at the husband, using foul language, causing him down, saying bad things, that home is not going to last. That home is not going to be built. That home is not going to be built. The woman is to be a helper comparable to him. That's what the scripture says. It says, and the Lord God said, Genesis 2, 18 and 19, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. A helper What's the woman's role in the home? Her helper. She is to help the husband. That's what the scripture says. A helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he will call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. But in verse 20, Adam had no helper comparable to him. So God made her the helper. If you abuse the helper in your home, you got no help. 
if you tear down the helper in the home, talk down the helper, always cursing your wife, making her feel like she's a second-class human being in your home, you've gotten rid of your help. You are left without help. And what God intended this for, He's not going to be fulfilled because you are putting your help aside and hoping to make it on your own. He's not going to work. You may have everything in the world, but you won't be happy and God's not pleased with you. You can't tear down one that God has put in you to be with you, to be your help. She represents the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit called? The helper. She represents the Holy Spirit in your life. No Christian can make it without the Holy Spirit. Neither can a man truly make it without his wife helping him. It's just not going to be. That's why God says, I hate divorce. Because nobody's making it when this happens. Not the children, nobody. So God says, I hate this because God's full of compassion. And wants the best for every man. And when you do this, you hurt his heart. And nobody is going anywhere. And so we must obey what God tells us to do. It's foolish uh, to tear down the helper in your home. I want to talk about the good wife. According to the scripture. A good wife makes a good mother. Amen? A bad wife is going to make a bad mother. Because it starts from being a wife first. Before you get into being a mother. You can't really be a mother the way God wants it. Unless you're first a wife. That's Christianity. What all this craziness going on having children out. If you know what the Old Testament says about having children outside. We're lucky. Those children are not even permitted in the house. And so this, that cause has to be broken first. So these things are very important. That's in God's house. They're not permitted. In God's house. That's Old Testament. But we're all permitted. But we need to know that there are principles to go by. The good wife is what makes a good mother. Now, that's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10 through 12. It says the virtuous woman, but that's actually, you translate, translate the good wife. That's what it means. The good wife. This is what it says. Proverbs 31 verse 10 through 12. Who can find a good wife? And so we're back again to finding. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. So we're going back to finding a wife. Who can find a good wife? Some preachers said it's better to be slow and sure than to be fast and foolish finding a wife. Find a good wife. Who can find a good wife? For her worth is far more than rubies. More than money. It's not about money. It's more than money. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. There must be a trust. Safely, the heart of the husband has to safely Trust the wife. So he will have no lack of gain. So he's telling us more about the role of the woman in the home. He's got no gain if there is no trust relationship 
between husband and wife. Nobody is going to gain very much. A good wife, he can trust her. He doesn't have to worry about his wife. That's the place to go to for rest. A good wife. And when you have this, the children will benefit also greatly. And be well adjusted in life. I'm staying with scriptures today. Who can find a, a virtuous wife that's a good wife? For her worth is far more than rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. That's the calling of a wife. A woman can choose to let go of that compassion or decide, I'm going to stay with it. These days, if it doesn't work, the woman says, we have an option. I have an option. That's what's happening in America. 50-50% of marriages end up in divorce. Because I'm not going to go there. The man's not going to go there. And they don't care about the kids. The kids came in because of your decision. Now you're going to make a decision to divorce your wife. And the children that didn't ask for it, they have to suffer the pains of your decisions. That's not fair before God. They didn't ask for it. They didn't ask for both of you to come together. If you came together, you should stay together and try to build a home together so that the children have a chance in life rather than going so separate ways. But God do forgive. And God always will give a second chance. This is a serious message today. But you got to stay in your marriage. Don't just jump out because things are not working the way you were expected to go. How do you know the way it's supposed to go? You should stay with God. Let God show you. Proverbs 31 verse 27. It says in verse 27, she washes over the ways of her household. In other words, she has an eye on every individual in the household. How they're doing. That's a good wife. That's a good wife. And does not eat the bread of idleness. That means she doesn't engage herself in gossip. No discontent. No self-pity. She doesn't engage in all of those stuff. Her children, the result is her children will rise up and call her blessed. Because she's put the home together. You think it's a man that pushed, put the home together. That's not what God says. But the man needs to respect his wife and honor his wife and give her a place because she's the builder and honor her. I hate this stuff about the woman, you know, with people quoting scriptures talking about, you know, the woman should submit. What is there to submit if you are acting silly? Submit to silliness? You submit to something that's wholesome. Amen. You guys are mighty quiet this morning. <laughs> Our children will rise up. The children will notice it first. They'll rise up and they'll call their mother blessed. 
You are a blessing to us. That's what they're saying. Your life is a blessing to us. You have shown us how to live. And I, can, I don't have much time, but I would have gone further to let you know that the primary person in the home to transfer faith, God depends on the woman. God's depending on the woman. I'm not sure why God puts so much load. I don't understand it, but they say with scripture. If they are going to follow faith, the wife has to be taking a place in the home. That place of compassion is so important. That's what happened to Timothy. He was in the mother, and he was in a grandmother. None of the fathers. And but then God, because the fathers were not taking their place, God gave them a stepfather, spiritual stepfather in Paul. Paul said, I'm your father now. Spiritual father. And it's all because of the mother. The children will rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. The husband also will rise up and praise her. Many daughters have done well, they'll say. Both husband and the children. We've seen a lot of women, they've done well. But you, you're better than all of them. You are the best. You are the best. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. That's what God's called mothers to be. To take your place in the home. To build your home. Today, by the grace of God, I'm very grateful to God. When I come in, I came in this morning, I saw uh, Brandy. She was there with the parents. I see my children. They are following the Lord God Almighty. Uh, and over one of them, we don't tell them what to do, uh, or what to join when they go to school, because God's taking over. Because they are seeing the example. Amen? They are seeing the example. How many virtuous wives do we have here today? Because a virtuous wife, a good wife is a good mother. If you feel like you're failing in your, in your responsibility as a mother, if your home, you know, generally it's very easy for a woman to start pointing fingers, the man, the man, the man, the man. You can't change the man. Change yourself first. Because you are the builder. Find a place to pray. And begin to ask God to do things in your home. And watch what God will do. The reason for that is because you were the one God gave the power to build a home. Amen? And if you unite with him, the home is going to be built. He's going crazy. Things are not going well. Call on God who put that in you and watch what he will do. It's like a preacher said, you bad kid, you're running around. Grandma and mama won't give up. You better give up because you ain't getting anywhere. God's going to get you. Because when you have a praying mama, just give up. Just give up. Don't go that far. It's not going to work. Come back home. When mama won't quit, just forget it. Just say, mama, I surrender. I'm not going there anymore. Amen? God wants to bless our ladies today. Every mother, as I feel led, I need you up here. Angela, you come back up here for me. I need every mother to please come up here.
We thank God for you. We thank God for you. If Christianity is to go on, most of it lies on your shoulders. I know we look at preachers and all of that, but the power is really in, our, in you. Because the home is what the enemy doesn't like. When things are going wrong in your home, that's because Satan doesn't like what's happening what God is doing in your home. So you need to stay firm and pray and ask God for God to do something in your home. Your prayer is very important. Can you come here, please? I want to stretch your hand over this woman, please. Thank you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, Men, would you please stretch your hand over here? Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God, deposit divine compassion that builds, that will translate into great children of God in every home that's represented here this morning. Build every home in the name of Jesus. Make the home strong by the power of your Holy Spirit. Receive multiplied grace upon your lives today as a mother. And Lord, if there is any child that is causing pain to any mother that is standing before you right here, Lord, let consolation and comfort be in their lives right now because you've touched that child and you're turning that child around. I want to thank you for every mother. I want to thank you because you've given them divine, divine grace and divine wisdom to build their homes. And every home here will be built in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We give glory to God. Your rule is great, but God's with you. And God, well, God, one with God is a majority.